on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Kessman, coming to you on Thursday, January 26th. LA Galaxy get through their first pre Preseason scrimmage? Yeah, it's a scrimmage. It's not really a game. 3.30s were played. Uh, the LA Galaxy come out victorious. We'll talk a little bit about that in as much detail as we can, being it was close to the media, and apparently they were very, very stingy on the details. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about Jalen Neal and, of course, Dayon Jovalich making their debuts in, with Serbia and uh, with the U.S. men's national team. Dayon's been with Serbia before, but talk a little bit about that the guys were at the beach a little bit we're going to give you a little bit of a look into some of the rumors remember that one rumor we were talking about yeah that one went away uh, and sort of looking at the la galaxy's roster as well plus in about 20 minutes actually in about 15 minutes now we're going to be joined by damian calhoun from the la daily news he's going to join us to talk a little bit about what greg vanny said uh today in his press conference and his media availability to help me do all that the hammer is back we're glad to have him it's Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer. Eric, how's it going, buddy? You hanging in there? I'm hanging in there. I noticed, you know, some sharp, uh, you know, what, uh, listeners in the chat notice we're, we're a couple, we're like a minute behind. So nothing gets past these people. That, you know, we're having some technical difficulties. My video's choppy, so my audio's not working. It's like I haven't done this in a couple weeks, you know, yeah. but I, gone for a little bit and then it all, go, it all goes sideways. You have to stretch a little bit, you know, work out some of those yeah. kinks. It's, it's probably Texas. They're probably not allowing you to talk about the LA Galaxy right now. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah the weather. It's 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 all the snow and and the freezes that happen out here. I I wouldn't I can't relate. We did, we had <laughs> rain for a while and now it's just windy today. So um, yeah, we'll, I we'll, heard about that. You guys said you're you're two weeks of rain and now you're done. No, nah, yeah, I mean it is what, supposed to rain. I think on Sunday and Monday. So if you know if that makes you feel better, it's a whole deal. Can I can I can I start this off in a weird way? I feel like yeah, I feel like it's it's important. The LA Galaxy is very weird right now. So yeah, but why not? Um, I had a dream about Greg Vanny last night. Okay, and let's, let's maybe not go that far. <laughs> it's I think it's important. I don't know what exactly was behind it. Maybe you can help me try to decipher this dream in particular. So uh, the dream starts with me talking to Greg Vanny, and he asked me if I can clean his shoes, right? Because apparently in this dream, uh, I'm a shoe cleaner. Like it just, it, it, I wasn't offended. It wasn't like, wow, I can't believe somebody asked me. No, it was like, oh, wow, I get, I get this opportunity. I need to, I need to do it well. Have you ever seen like those YouTube videos where people like clean shoes or stuff like that? And then like oh, yeah. they bring them back. Yeah. Okay. So it's it was, very satisfying. Yeah. If you, if you have, if you're not following a cobbler or two, 
yeah. on TikTok. You got to check it out. Yeah. So so anyway, so I was so they're like they're like you know can you clean these shoes? Absolutely. So I take off, grab these shoes, right? I go in and I go I try to find a place to clean them, right? Obviously, I'm at the stadium because why wouldn't I be at the stadium, right? So I went into all the luxury suites looking for places to clean shoes. Very frantic. Can't really find it. Always rushing. I get the shoes clean and now I'm supposed to meet Greg Vanny in section 235, except I can't find a section 235 in Dignity Health Sports Park. And this went on for like me waking up and going back to sleep and waking up and going back to sleep like three or four times. Is this is this is is this the galaxy running out of time? That's what it feels like. It feels frantic. Like there's not enough time to get all this stuff done. And I have to find Greg Vanny to give him back his shoes. Otherwise, he can't go and coach the team. Yeah, that, that sounds right. I've, I feel like I've had those type of dreams where you're you're like always running, waiting for that, whatever the, the event is to happen. And then it never happens. And you're just in that endless loop. So I can, I can very much relate to that. And the fact that you're so heavily invested in, in the galaxy and following Greg Vanny and wanting news. And we were even talking before the show today, like what, you know, it's kind of a light news day. The galaxy are absurdly quiet, uh, you know, and transfer news and updates and, uh, you know, transparency with what's going on with, you know, the claim out and the supporter. So it's just, it's just kind of crazy right now. So yeah, yeah. It feels like we're running out of time. We, we were, the season started, we had games, you know, so, yeah. so that <laughs> we're, we're already behind, you know, we don't quite have a full deck yet. No, no. And it feels that way. It feels like there's not a full deck, Uh $2 super chat from Philip. Uh, he says in my dreams with Fanny, he plays with two up front. I imagine he's talking about two players up front and not something else on toward, uh, so day on <laughs> and Chicharito up top, although that certainly sounds, uh, you know, arousing to some, I'm sure. Uh, absolutely. Especially the way that, uh, that day on, uh, played a little bit in the friendly. We'll talk a little bit about that friendly coming up. Um, Eric reminder, 30 days now, 30, three, zero, 30 days until the LA galaxy will play against LAFC at the Rose bowl. The time is flying. And yeah. it, you know, when I'm looking at the roster and I even made some, adjustments today to my roster to sort of show some things and there's some news that came out and we're going to talk to Damien about it but the bottom line is there's 30 days until the till the season starts now you know certainly last year and and years prior right sometimes granny would sort of be like I need to have my DPs in before this year starts right they have to be in hold on yeah did you call him granny Greg Vanny Greg Granny that's that must be it is that where we're going with now yeah that probably is um uh, Rebecca, by the way, gave us a $5 super chat. Uh, and uh, she says, and I hope I'm getting it right, she uh, she says, the Galaxy giving me and Eric that Gaston and Martine content at the beach we love to see. Did you see some of those pictures? Yeah. I, you- I don't know if, I mean, the, I feel like whoever's posting on the social media team is a, listens to the show and they know that we are all about the Gaston content and Gaston flusters me and, and you and a lot of our, yes. our listenership. Yes. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're posting him with the, with the dyed hair and, and at the beach, you know, some people pointed out that Ricky of course would be the guy at the beach with socks on and, and, and the, and the, and the joggers on. But if, if you know, you know, because the true ballers, like if you knew the kid in high school who, who balled or, you know, that kid who was, who was quiet, they'd always wear the, the Adidas track pants with socks. They were always right. ready. At a, you know, for any ball to drop, for anything to go down. So that's how you know Ricky's a baller. But of course, you know, the little Top Gun moment uh, with, with the boy hanging with the boys at the playing, beach there. So. <laughs> playing with the boys. Although the new Top Gun also has a very good beach scene. I'm glad that they like that was such a uh, such like like a take you back. Service. Right? Yeah, yeah, of course it was. If, you know, yeah, and that's they, what, knew, they knew that had to be in there. You know, pe- people people they gave the people what they wanted. <laughs> they did. They did. So um, no. 
it just really, it just, it, it, it's scratching my head right now. I don't get it. You've seen the departures. I mean, you know, I can tell you that the Galaxy really only have six spots to fill. And, you know, maybe it's even less than that. Maybe it's five spots to fill. And you figure that there's two real moves. I feel there's, there's going to be two significant moves. Um, and then the rest are going to be ancillary. There'll probably be one decent backup and then, you know, two to sort of fill out the roster, right? Um, so that could be draft picks, uh, whenever you're thinking about it. It could be somebody like Farai Mutatu. We'll see. We'll see. Damien likes yeah. to likes to be kept up on, on the Farai news, so maybe we'll get uh, Damien to talk about yeah, uh, the Yeah, I, I saw he also stuff. had a, a, a Gino Vivi update, so, you know, the, you don't see that. That's the name. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We drafted a, a winger that, that could possibly slot into that role. Oh, we yeah. Did, we didn't think about it. But that's what, that's what we, always happens. Guys come out of college and just start <laughs> on MLS teams as wingers, right? Yeah, I'll, I'll need to ask Damien, where is he on our Nacho Maganto meter? <laughs> <laughs> like, where does he fall uh, as far as, you know, guys to watch out for? Is he more Nacho or more Maganto? <laughs> yeah. Like which, Nacho you, Supreme? Not, yeah, <laughs> exactly. We need to we need to figure out that stuff. Um, uh, Mr. Provino, uh, trust the process and tank for the super draft. I love tank for the super draft. That's that's <laughs> that's one of my favorite ones. Absolutely. Uh, Galaxy playing DC United. Uh, so we have a little bit of news from that. There was not much in the way updates. If, as a matter of fact, if you watch DC United, you probably uh, got a little bit more like in-depth stuff at first. Um, they were the first ones to put stuff out. The Galaxy sort of followed up with the three goals the Galaxy scored. Uh, by all accounts, this is the best account. And the first account I saw it from Rodrigo Serrano. Uh, he said LA Galaxy 3, DC United 2. It was a preseason match with Ricky Pooj, Efrain Alvarez, and Preston Judd scoring for the home side. And the video's played that out very well. So uh, that was what you got for the LA Galaxy. Uh, one of the DC United goals, I think, came off of a corner kick. Um, and then there was another goal that I can't remember if I saw or not. Um, but, you know, overall, what we heard was the starters played about 60 minutes, quote unquote, starters played 60 minutes. So the first uh, the those they, we told you there were going to be three thirties. Um, in there. So, so the quote unquote starters played for about 60 minutes in there. Uh, and then they let some guys clean up at the end. Uh, I, I imagine Preston Judd at the end, there was part of the cleanup crew and doing some stuff, but he did a lot of work. Chase Gasper with a good pass and, and some good things. I mean, I, I watched the goals. The goals aren't bad. I'll take those goals any day. As a matter of fact. Yeah. And Efrain Alvarez on the score sheet makes you feel good. And, you know, Ricky Pooja on the score sheet, you know, Efrain, once again, is this his, his sixth breakout season? Yes. You know, that we're, that we're this is the year to watch. This is or, the year I'm going to get. I think we should make a T-shirt that just says this is the year. This is and the then year. you could just wear it every year and yeah. it could be it'll eventually be right. Yeah, eventually you'll be right. Or, you know, he'll be the year on a different team. But but my do you know the scoring breakdown on how we because my question is with Efrain Alvarez and Judd on the score sheet is were they the garbage time were were the starters down to the and we don't know we don't know I, yeah that no i don't think from what i could tell it looked to me like Ephra was playing with more of the starters whether or not that was a switch somewhere in there um was probably but you would expect for him to be playing the starter with the starters when the la galaxy have let's see last time i checked no real wingers um yeah. and so uh, which, that that's certainly uh, certainly a big one um, which to that that point the galaxy is truly testing the their fan base because last year we were saying Obviously, you know, the booze for Cabral and, and, and Grand Sur was hit and miss. We liked the effort, but the output from, from Grand Sur was not there. And so we're like, okay, you, you don't like these guys? Here, they're off the team. Uh, so now what? <laughs> yeah. what? What's the backup plan? Yeah. Now you see why Cabral was getting those starts and why Grand Sur, you know, was getting – because they were the only options. Because you now see w- without them there, it's, 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 it makes you really pause, and especially with 30, 30 days left. I'm really nervous about the season. As much as I liked how the Galaxy closed out the season, the off season has just been a little too quiet for for my liking. 
Yeah. Um, and quiet rumors wise. I mean, bottom line is this, that if the LA Galaxy are interested, interested in somebody, that rumor usually gets out. Um, whether, especially if it's an international and we imagine that the LA galaxy right now are fishing for internationals. So it wouldn't surprise me that, you know, you would start hearing rumblings about things in France, certainly in France, cause that seems to be one of the only countries. Um, but in other places, you know, you would start to hear rumblings about the LA galaxy. There was a, there was a fake LA galaxy rumor out today that quickly got dashed and was sort of, uh, uh, linked to, uh, to the noisy neighbors across the way. You and I were talking that they have like seven forwards now, 12, yeah. 12 forwards, 15 forwards, maybe. But the only to sort of compile that with the LA Galaxy don't have any wingers. Um, yeah. And so that's sort of the thing. And I understand not being panicked, uh, but I don't know that it being this quiet is, is a good thing. I also don't necessarily, and to be totally fair to everybody, I don't know that it's a bad thing yet either. They could sign two players tomorrow and all of a sudden you're sort of right kind of where you need to be, right? Yeah, the, the, and the, to you, you're, I don't know if you made this point when I was on the show or with someone else, is that this also could be a sign of Greg Vanny, Granny, sporting director. Um, if he's the one running the ship, what, whoever, when he's in charge, there's no word getting out. So right. maybe when other people are in charge of dealings, you know, those, you know, loose lips kind of, you know, let things slide out. So it could be that, I mean, you know, maybe we're giving them too much credit there. Um, because like you said, you know, if there's an agent with an overseas player and they want to leverage that. We saw that with the rumored player that was, you know, scheduled to come to the galaxy or the galaxy had a concrete offer. You know, was that true? Was that not? But the agent definitely wants that new, that information to be out there that the galaxy has a concrete offer. So, so it's one of those things. Okay. You can give the credit that, you know, Vanny is, is running a, a tight ship and not letting any rumors squeak out, but at the same time, or, or is it the other side where maybe, Maybe the big – and we're at a point in the season where the January transfer window coming up, the big names are already gone, already have destinations right. set. So that's another thing that's kind of concerning. You see with Luis Suarez, you know, we're, we're, we have a, a second forward in, in Dejan Jovalec who's most likely not going to get starts. So Luis Suarez, you know, obviously wasn't going to get those starts as well if you have Chicharito as as your DP, but he's already scoring goals for Grimio. So it's, it's just kind of interesting that the big names are gone. The other names are kind of trickling through, but we're a lot of, uh, you know, Tom Bogert is, is doing all his, his, his updates, but the galaxy just seemed to be absent from the conversation, which is uh, it's a little scary, but to your point that could, that could change in a week. We could wait for, you know, for maybe those things are in the works and we know those things take time. And, you know, maybe by, by this time next week, we're saying, okay, the galaxy roster is set. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to sort of sit there and like overreact to it because you know how quickly it can change. We've seen how quickly it can change. Um, but with Mavinga and, and Memo Rodriguez, really the only two additions so far, there's been a lot of departures. Uh, there's been very few additions. And so you sort of would eventually like to see that balance out. And I, I have to feel this feels like Greg Vanny thinks that he is in a good spot, that he has players that he can play with and do things with and that they understand the system and that he's not worried about getting somebody in and having to establish a system. He's trying to find somebody who fits that system. And, you know, let's go for the the Greg Vanny, um, you know, uh, proclamations and sort of the way that he he's talks. He's going to find the right guy who fits the system at the right time and it's all going to come together. Uh, there is some and I would say there's some added urgency, obviously, and he understands that. But there's also, some, I think, some added uh, nervousness from from Galaxy fans. There's nervousness around the club because there is no makeup in the summer 
There is no, we'll just wait. Let's sit and let's see what happens and let's see how we play and let's see all the, there is none of that. It all has to come together in this primary transfer window. Super interesting um, from that standpoint, just trying to figure out, uh, you know, sort of how all that stuff comes together. But um, eventually, you know, it's going to be up to Vanny to, and it's all on his shoulders right now. He is the sporting director. It's up to him to fill these positions. And so we don't know if they're being turned down. Um, we don't know. And I certainly asked the question about, you know, the galaxy's image. Has it been tarnished with this cheating scandal? Is it tarnished with the fact that now there's a boycott going on? I mean, there's a lot of things that make this not a great place to want to come to right now. Um, and the uncertainty is, is a lot too. Yeah. You make a great point about people wanting to come in with the boycott, with the scandal. Like, is this something, uh, you know, that, that a player given the option, um, you know, that, that they, you know, that they want to walk into. The other thing that we want to consider, and I think Vanny's changed his tune slightly, is that last season he was talking about wanting to get someone in on time, wanting them to have a full preseason. And then you see the Douglas Costa signing. And then we look at it in retrospect and we say, maybe that wasn't the best signing. So the other side of the coin is, okay, maybe we don't want to rush to bring someone in. Maybe we do want to take your time and allow the you know, allow that player to present themselves or allow everything to kind of work itself out. Um, So that's, you know, maybe preaching a little bit more patience on that regard, but the, but the biggest wrinkle is the suspension and the, and the, the sanctions that you're not able to, we can't wait till summer, the moves, you know, in the next two months need to happen. You know, we're going to start playing some real games for real points here real soon. And so that's, that's the thing that's, that's a little bit scary. And, and the other added thing, and and we hate to say it because it really is the thorn in our side is there's another another club in Los Angeles so it's not the Los Angeles being the draw you know you have another team you know with a championship under their belt that you know for if you're a free agent or if you're someone who you know is on the fence you know it could look more appealing on the other side of town yeah you could certainly see that well uh, let's take a little break from all of our our sad and woes and let's uh, let's bring in a man who was at training today uh, talking a little bit with uh, with the guys. Uh, we're happy to have him on, as always, Mr. Damian Calhoun from the LA Daily News. Damian, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. How are you guys doing? We, we're we hanging in there. It's not too bad. It was, uh, it, I, I have to ask sort of what the mood was at, at training today. We saw some videos that came by, and Greg obviously asked about the boycott and those types of things. But other than that, was does he seem nervous? Because there's 30 days until the till the season starts, and they don't they don't have any players. I don't know if anybody's told him yet. Uh, I don't think he's nervous. I don't know. He it, it, it might not be nervous, but uh, he, he did lay out a, a timeline when he thinks he, guys will be getting in here. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he sort of said, he sort of like everybody knows everything's a work in progress. Um, he added that there are multiple things going on, and he, he expects in the next week or two to start, you know, getting some guys in. Um, he has, he said he has a couple primary pieces that they're targeting. And they have some pieces, some more depth pieces they're they're trying to to bring on. Um, so yeah, it's what was it? Twenty nine days now from the start of the season. So, so I, we'll, I I count the day that it plays as a day. So it's thirty mm-hmm. days technically. But yes, you're right. Twenty nine, thirty days. We always get into that argument. But yeah, thirty days. You're a month away. <laughs> That's it. And yeah, and it's supposed yeah. to be Rose Bowl. It's supposed to be packed. And and you would imagine that any primary target would add to the um the the advertisement for for that game i mean it it does feel like everything's closing out very fast and i I don't greg doesn't seem like the kind of guy who panics is you you think that's fair yeah yeah i think so i think so um he he also pointed with with the close of the window in europe i think that's what 
middle of next week, I believe. Yeah, it's closing fast. I know that. Yes, it's closing fast. He pointed to that too as a date, not really as a deadline, but the date that they have a date they have targeted that they, I guess they know their guys, what they're targeting, and they're trying to trying to close them, close them, and get them in. That was really interesting. You also had another update on there. Um, you were talking about Sega Coolabali. What news? Uh, and all by the way, this is this is welcome news for LA Galaxy fans because so often we get asked this question. But what can you tell us about Sega Coolabali? <laughs> yeah, Greg told us that he, he uh, Sega's been away. I'm not sure how many days, but uh, he's picking up his green card. There you go. So that um, that will remove him from an international slot there, which is something the yeah. LA Galaxy were eight of eight uh, before Sega got it. So now they have seven of eight spots. Uh, currently booked. Uh, do you, do you think that there is a renewed focus on on getting guys green cards? You and I have talked about this many times. I know. Yeah, I mean, somebody actually sent me a message today. Is that a way they they could go? I I think I think it has to be a way a way you can go. I mean, if you would think of guys who are going to be here a while, I mean, the next guy I think of is Jovalich. Yep. Um, he's going to be here. What, what was he signed up? What a five-year deal, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Actually, I can look that up um, while you talk. I, I have I have my contract thing right here. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one guy I think that could probably you know you know, probably end up getting one and that uh, get you another spot there. Because um, because I don't know if they're going to need one to sign the draft pick, uh, Gino Vivi or not. Um, and then there's and then there's the Ferrari thing that's still going on. So uh, who knows? <laughs> I, I was going to ask because we only get asked every single show. And I, I, I was going to ask if you, you and I tend to be the people who pay attention to the Farai stuff. I know you were out there. Did you did you get any more Farai updates? No, last week um, what was it, last week or maybe the week before um, he, he he thought they were close. Right. Um, today, he didn't really seem they were close. He, he, he said he's he's asking his people upstairs that are, you know, who, who deal who's dealing with that stuff um, and they don't have an answer yet. Um, I did ask him one day, when you get them in, what would you expect out of them? Um, and you know, that's something I'll I'll probably have uh, when he when he does get in. But when he, once he gets in, I don't think he's a he goes straight to the first team. Right. I mean, he's more like probably a, a G two guy for the season or whatever. But they want to get him in, get him acclimated, because uh, he hasn't really played. I don't think he's played like a like a, a game or like been in a, a game setting. Right. And, in probably a year or so, maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while since uh, since that kid was around for sure, and he was one of the preseason standouts. Um, as thing goes, uh, any other any other big news? I know you gave some other updates on uh, on uh, on Chris Mavinga and him starting to train. Is there is there something going on with him, or was it just him getting getting to uh, L.A.? Yeah, I think it was him just getting in. Um, I know last before they played DC United, they thought he was getting in. Um, this what day was that? They played that game when Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday Wednesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah. yeah, they thought he would be in early, middle of the week, but now Greg said he's probably or at the end of the week, end of the week, the weekend, right? And he should be in Monday, okay, so to, to go. Um, and then you bring it back, you know, you bring it back Jalen Mill, you bring it back Jovalich. Um, he, he, Greg said that next week he'll probably be like the first time he actually feels like a training camp. I mean, guys are you know, guys have been away, guys have been out. Um, you know, Johnny Perez is on his way back. Right. Um, Adam Saldana joined. He's back. He actually played in the scrimmage the other day. Um, so, yeah, he thinks the next week is like the first week that they're it'll look like a real training camp. It, it, again, it feels almost like uh, like they're running out of time. Eric, did you have something for, for Damien? Yeah. What's going on, Damien? It's Eric here. Hey, how you doing? Uh, 
you, you mentioned Gino Vivi, and so I was kind of joking with Josh, like where he lands on the Nacho Maganto meter. I, I know he you have an injury update, but this, is he going to be more of a G2 guy, or is he someone that you, you know, Vanny has talked about possibly getting first team minutes? Where is he going to land, you know, likely on this Galaxy team? Yeah, you know, I don't think he's a G2 guy. I mean, he's a college guy, so he, he comes in with, with that experience. Um, he had a good start, Greg said, but then he, he came down with like a like a toe injury. Mm-hmm. Um, they're checking him out now. I think he had a he, they had an X-ray and they're doing an MRI. Um, I man, it's tough because you know these draft picks, you never know what what to expect. Yeah. But talking to Greg, he talking to Greg, he said that they're scouting. They scouted him. They talked to coaches, coaches who played him, his coaches. So I think they knew what they were getting. So how do you factor that into an MLS season? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I, I don't think he's a G2 guy just because he's been in college and he played yeah. with the Costa Rican, Costa Rican under 20s, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes in a little bit more experience. Um, but like, like you said, they're going to play, if everything goes well, they're going to play what, maybe close to 50 games where maybe more. Yeah. So with it's one of those cub, pieces. Yeah. yeah. One of those pieces that, you know, if he stays healthy, he could see some first team, first team minutes this year. Yeah, not without any wingers. You, that's why, and, and you know, right now it's it's like one of those. It's like they're not playing fifty games if they don't get you know their primary wingers in. But well, uh, but VV is one a winger, right? That, yeah, yeah, he he is. Uh, one thing Greg did tell me that in that in that preseason game, they played Julian up top a little bit as a winger. Um, so I don't know I don't, something to keep your eye on. That that feels like a Giassi Zardis at right back move. <laughs> to me like I, but, I mean clearly Julian Araujo and Raheem Edwards can play wingbacks right I mean that's yeah. that's that's an easy enough transition but forcing Julian into that spot is not something I don't know I don't know I don't think I've seen it work it. we've seen it work with GBS and against you know against LAFC we've seen <laughs> yep. you know Araujo in that role works so yep you're not, yeah, it's not yeah, that's yeah. insane especially with the depth right now yeah he said that you know he, 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 he moved guys into different spots and one spot he brought up was Julian Playing up as a winger, um, did didn't have a lot of body, so I don't know who else could have played somewhere else really. So I don't yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's I I know Carson Klein has been up playing with the first team too. I mean, you know, it, it sort of goes to the the lack of bodies I think that are sort of in there right now. So maybe we'll sort of see some things develop. Um, I know he was yeah. asked about the boycott, Damian. Mm-hmm. Uh, what'd you make of his response? Because certainly I think almost everybody here has probably heard his response. Um, yeah. What what what? What do you make of him having to answer these questions? Uh, I think with Greg, Greg, he answers pretty much every, anything. Um, I don't think he's really not answered anything, like like no comment on on anything. I don't, I don't think. I, mean, I know one time he told me I, I I was there to ask a question for some for for something else, and he said no, you know, he had no comment on that. But um, no, he's a coach, boarding director, whatever. Um, and I, I think his answer was was you know. Everybody wants everybody wants to be on the same page. Um, uh, how do you get there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the multi-million dollar question right now. How do you get everybody on the same page? Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. And and you know him answering the him answering the questions. I mean, yeah. I mean, well, maybe. You, I mean, I saw some stuff people are saying, but you know, he's going to answer things. I don't think he's he's not going to shy away from the answer. Um, so I, I don't know. It's, it's a touchy one, isn't it? It's a it's yeah, it's a yeah. really interesting one. I want. Did you see anybody around the the training last training? I know Chris Klein was at least around whenever I was in the stadium, um, and stuff like that. Is he still hanging around? Uh, did you see any signs of him? 
Um, last week, I, they were on a track and field stadium, and I saw them walking back by, I don't know what, what you know that access road that leads you back towards the front? He was on the phone. Yeah. Um, then I saw him today. He was on the phone as well. So one of these days when he's out on the phone, I'm going to pull up on him and ask him a question. <laughs> I know. I know. It's, it's, it's definitely one of those. The good news is they're always staying busy. They're always on the phone. So, uh, we know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're, if they're talking to anybody or what. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, the, it's like the other day with, uh, with the U S Ernie Stewart walked through the, um, the mix zone on the phone. It's like, is he mm. talking to somebody? And then today we see what happens. So yeah. that, that's the Pete Vaina special right yeah. there. That's, 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 that's you got to zoom in on the lock screen to see. Yeah, is, <laughs> is there another call there? Or is this a wallpaper? Yeah, yeah, what's going on here? Very good. Anything? Exactly. Anything else that sort of stood out at training? Um, did you get to who? Did you uh, did you talk to any players today? Oh, uh, not today. Um, they they were they were going off as I was coming in. Um, I know probably next week we'll probably get some because that, that's the first really real preseason game, I believe, next right. next weekend. Yep, February 4th. Um, yeah, I did talk to Julian a little bit. You know, just he was standing around and he was talking about, you know, the, the hard stuff of preseason camp is over. Right. Um, he said he said they, they he said they did a lot of running, um, you know, to get ready. He said the hard stuff is over now. So that's pretty much all of our conversation there. Very good. Um, and that's about it. Um, you know, Javier walked off, spoke to us, walked off. Um, uh, oh, I think that was it. Yeah, overall, everybody everybody seems like they're in pretty good spirits. The team itself, you know, at least being around the actual technical team, right? So you talk about the players and the coaches and all that stuff. They all seem to be in good spirits whenever I'm around them. Um, so, yeah. you know, that's... That's I, I guess that's not to be not expected that you wouldn't expect them to be in a bad mood. But at the same time, you know, they have to. It, it's going to be really interesting to talk to players and ask them about the boycott. Um, yeah, because, yeah I, I think especially I think next week is the first game where fans can actually go and pay to go. Um, I don't know who, who are really I mean, what kind of crowd would they expect for a preseason game anyway? But yep. this is still the first opportunity next weekend. So, yep, it's gonna, um, it's I'm gonna sure be, we'll get a chance to talk. It's going to be you and me, Damien. We're going to be the only ones there. <laughs> hey, easy, 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 easy to get in, easy to get out of the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never ask a reporter whether or not they they mind the the crowds or anything like that. We're like, no, no, in and out. The faster the faster we can get in, the faster we can get out. I uh, I certainly appreciate you stopping by, Damian. Thanks so much for calling in. Um, and I'm sure I will see you uh, here in just a little bit for that uh, first preseason game. But we'll have you back on uh, certainly this preseason. All right. All right, you guys have a good night. All right, thanks, Damian. There goes thanks, uh, Damian. there goes Damian Calhoun, LA Daily News. Damian is great, by the way. I don't know if everybody loves Damian as much as I do, but I love. Uh, I mean, I have I have real real man love for that for that man. He works <laughs> extremely hard. Uh, he's gonna be mad now that I said all this with him off off. He's like, what, what'd you say after I got? Is off he still of on the yeah. line? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he just he he works hard. He does his job. You know, he's very good at not making anybody angry too, which I tend to fail at. So you know, hey, he's 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 really good uh, reporter for what you do. Um, but yeah, it, it should be uh, interesting. Again, Eric, you and I talked about it, a little quiet. Is, I mean. Damien was there and he's like, oh, there's, you know, it is, yeah, it is what it Damien is. Made, he made me feel better because <laughs> he, you know, he, he is boots on the ground and just a sidetrack, a sidebar conversation, which is, it's what we like to do here. Yeah. But you know, if you do follow Damien, he, he covers basically every single sport in Southern California, high school, junior college, college pros, like it, it covers. So I was going to ask him like, how does he do it all? And, uh, you know, which high school program should we look out for? Cause he probably has that insight Oh, but he does. to that point. Yeah, to that point, he was, you know, it seemed like he got the impression from Vanny that there there are things lined up. So as quiet as it, as it seems now, as off-putting as it feels, 
you know, like we're, we're a little bit nervous about what's going to happen. It seems like their their ducks are in a row, and that's not a pato joke. It's just a matter of, of getting everything to show up. Uh, in that it's it's going to happen. It's just it's just in the works right now. All right, so that made me feel better. Okay, good. Uh, Two dollar super chat from a uh, young Khalifa, uh, Iker Bravo from Real Madrid, Castilla from for a young DP. Um, so there's some suggestions. Just throwing them out. Maybe Vanny's listening, right? And he's, he's yeah. Why not? Yeah, well, why not? Whoever's posting the the Brugman content, pass that along to, to Vanny. <laughs> keep it keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Uh, Five dollars super chat from Raphael. Live Collins from Panda and Calhoun. Best LA Galaxy podcast. I mean, I know those guys. It's not hard to get them on the phone. Like you know, <laughs> we could call Kevin, but Kevin has the vid right now. He got he got COVID, so we he's he finally got reached out and touched. Uh, you know, and so uh, he's been all over the world, and he didn't catch it. Uh, and then he's going to say, tw- yeah, tw- 2023. That's uh, <laughs> what, a, what a time to catch it. I, I was a fall 2022 <laughs> when it, when it finally caught me, I, I thought I did pretty good, but that's, that, that's an impressive streak. Yeah, that is uh summer 2022 for me. Yeah. July, July 4th. I caught it. I caught it in an LA galaxy game. So Panda's <laughs> doing okay. I talked to him. Uh, he was complaining, but that's normal for him. Uh, he was still talking about news today and he was, you know, talking about Ernie Stewart and he was talking about, uh, Claudio Reyna, which is a really interesting parallel and not so parallel whenever you look at like Chris Klein and sort of what's going on with with Claudio Reyna stepping down as the, you know the sporting director at at uh, Austin is it's interesting Eric well l- let's talk about it because I I think that's when I saw that news it's fascinating to me because it feels like that it's almost a, it's not one for one but the Claudio Reyna situation there was so much controversy around it. There was bad publicity. It just, it was a bit, you know, a bad look all the way around. And his, you know, his family didn't really come out looking great on it. You know, whether you think it was, you know, how Gio was treated at the world cup, whether that you believe that was right or wrong, or that was on Burhalter or more on Gio or, or wherever you landed on it, the, the, uh, Claudio arena situation and, and his wife and, and, you know, sharing that, uh, that news at a turn, that that's that that was you know probably the biggest you know error of them all and i think that absolutely probably had you know then probably it had something to do with his resignation it's like okay this is a distraction to the club it's you know that those actions are not going to be representative you needed to you know you know take some time for the family all those buzzwords that you hear right but it was an action outside of austin fc and he still resigned and i look at the chris klein situation where the position that he's been in for as many years as he's been in the lack of success, the cheating scandal, the everything that's surrounding it, the supporters groups boycott, they're, they're not going to be attending games until front office changes are made and silence. He hasn't come out. He hasn't stood in front of it. He hasn't faced the groups. He hasn't made a public comment. Hasn't, you know, there, there's a great opportunity and out here to resign. You know, he has, you know, we've mentioned, this is the thing that we always go back to. He's on world cup committees. He's involved in us soccer. There's a lot of openings in us soccer right now. There, there are other pathways and a lot of face saving moves that he could probably make. And he's, he's not making them. He's staying very quiet and the galaxy is staying very quiet. And I think that's as disappointed as we are in this situation. I think that's almost the cover up is worse than the crime type of thing. Like, If we don't have to like it, we don't have to be happy about Chris Klein being the president of the club, but he's the current president of the club. Wear it. Be, you know, <laughs> almost like be a villain, be the Vince McMahon. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm in charge. And what are you going to do about it? Yep. Like, but do something, but to just hide and wait and hope that it boils over. It just shows 
to me, a, a lack of character. Like to me, if you make a mistake, get out in front of it, say, make a mistake. Or if, if, if you're the person in charge, you know, say, say I'm the person in charge. There are a lot of people probably listening and probably in the chat that, you know, don't like their bosses, but they still have to go to work every day. They still have to communicate. They still have to show up to meetings. Right. It's like just the fact that people don't like you doesn't mean that you don't talk or you don't, you know, put things in front of it. And we talked a little bit about it with Damien, you know, Greg has now kind of become the de facto spokesperson, but it, this isn't Greg's, this isn't Greg's mess to clean up, you know, client can get out in front of it and talk about it. And, and another thing that kind of bugs me is the, well, we don't, you know, the galaxy doesn't make comment on executives. Well, the galaxy also hasn't won MLS cups recently. So you think maybe you want to change that. So maybe you could change some things the way you know, you've done, they've been done in the past. You know, there's a lot of things that, you know, clubs didn't do before that they do now, you know, there wasn't a universal, uh, you know, league TV deal, but there is now, you know, you don't, you, you didn't used to share information about your executives, but maybe, you know, with people clamoring for it and people, you know, wanting to know what's going on, maybe you can make that change just this once to kind of keep people informed and let them know what's going on. So it just seems like the whole situation, it, it's just been handled poorly at every aspect. And <laughs> this started with Claudio Arena, but the, the opportunity is there for Klein to resign and kind of, you know, find, find other issues. And this shows someone like Claudio Reyna who showed a lapse in character and the actions that he did and the mistakes that he made. And he's, he's, he's wearing it and he's saying, you know what? I resign. I'm not going to cause that problem. And, and Klein has, has not done that. You know, this is an opportunity for him to say, you know, I made a mistake. I did this wrong, but I want to move the club in the right direction. but I'm going to be your president. Say, say that or, or say, you know, this is causing a distraction. We now have supporters who are not coming to games you know, the, you know, I'm not able to make, you know, executive moves until the off season. This is just too, too much of an issue to the club. It's bringing the club down. I'm just going to step away. All those opportunities are there. And just the fact that he's not doing it really shows to, to me a lack of character. Uh, I, I do have a little bit of inside info that says perhaps you will see an interview. Um, and that's not, that has nothing to do with Kevin. I don't want to, I assume everybody would be like, Oh, Kevin, blah, blah, blah. But I, I imagine something will be coming out here. We'll see. We'll see. There was certainly, there was talks. I was hearing. I was hearing some rumblings that perhaps uh, that he would be giving an interview and doing some stuff. So you know, maybe we'll, maybe we do. Maybe we need to hear from Chris Klein and his side of things. Um, yeah, you know exactly. I mean, if nothing else, like, hey, okay, these people are dragging your name through the mud. De- defend yourself at least. Yeah, and you know, I often right now I feel like uh, the show has been very one sided because of the boycott and everything. And and we talk to people who are about the boycott. We you know, discuss it, but there's also nothing coming back from the other side right now. And that was to your point that there's no, there's no reaction sort of coming out of the LA galaxy. Maybe they feel that just being quiet is the way to go. Like they were about Chris Klein's contract for, you know, however many months and days that it ended up going. So I I don't know. I'd love to see the chess match that is about to unfold. You know, we called it a staring contest. And I, again, that doesn't mean to demean, demean anything. Um, uh, it's just that I don't I don't know who blinks and I don't know how that works and how that blinks. You know, you talked about I know you were joking or maybe you weren't joking uh, talking about Chris Klein being president of uh, U.S. <laughs> soccer on on Twitter. But that is a way for him to go. Right. That, that's what I'm saying. All the pieces are, are at play. And, you know, the uh, the thing with the whole Chris Klein situation is and, and I'm going to go back because here's here's the thing to, to this point. We have a light show tonight. Right. So. This Chris Klein news happened two weeks ago. If the galaxy are making moves, if the galaxy has things happening, this this is an old old news, and we're not rehashing it. But there's no word coming from the galaxy, so we're gonna we're gonna rehash this Chris Klein thing. The I'm gonna go back to the statement that the groups um, you know released because because this whole thing kind of has me feeling 
um, you know, conflicted. Um, <laughs> it's that the, they mentioned that the, you know, the, the club is not taking the on-field uh, product as seriously as the off-field product because it seems like Klein was retained because of off-field things. To me, I see it slightly different. I think that the club is taking the on-field product seriously, but they're bad at their jobs. Mm-hmm. The, you have, you know, Chris Klein, who the the players, you know, that they've brought in have been un- unsuccessful for the most part. The roster construction has been unsuccessful. You know, you have someone who was at the caliber of Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and you weren't able to put the right pieces around him. You know, speaking of the Nacho Maganto meter, someone mentioned Emil Cuello. You know, we had Emil Cuello, which no, nothing not to bash the guy, but that's the one, that's the guy who you were going to, you know, someone who's a super draft pick, that's who you're going to surround with Zlatan. So I think if nothing else, the, the issue isn't, you know, that the, they're taking, they're not taking it seriously. The issue is that they're bad at it. And that's reason enough, you know, to be fired and, or to, to not be renewed. And so I think that that's, that's part of the rub. So to the U S soccer piece of it is you don't have to worry about signing players. It is more about ticket sales and sponsorships and right. doing, having those partnerships and I think that maybe is a better fit for Chris Klein than, you know, the way MLS is moving right now. Uh, I I was, uh, I, maybe I wasn't as clear uh, with Andrew when Andrew Alessano was on uh, the president of LA Riot Squad. Because um, after he left, I, you know, I said some things. And, and there, if you've been following the show long enough, you know I'm consistent in what I'm saying. And my consistency is that I don't think fans should have a say in what players you sign, what coaches you hire. what I don't want a front office that reacts to fans because that's not what the job is. The job is to pick your people and go out and be successful. And in a perfect world, Eric, uh, not even in a perfect world, in most worlds, performance is the judge of that. Right. And ultimately, performance takes its toll. We've seen it with Cardinalfo, GBS, Siggy Schmidt, Dennis DeClosa, right? Performance has been the result of some of these things. But what happens? My whole thing breaks down. And this is where, um, you know, somebody, you know, said basically that I that I said people shouldn't have a say in a normal situation. I don't think you should. You could. I want you to be loud like you should be supporting mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But it comes down to it's like ultimately you shouldn't get to pick the next player or the next coach or the thing. That's why, that's why there are people in the front office to do that. That's the perfect world. What happens in the perfect world though, when performance is not the indicator of that stuff. And I think we're seeing what happens right here, which is why I've always said you're allowed to protest. You're allowed to boycott. You're allowed to do anything you want. However you want to do it. If you want to buy season tickets that way you're in, you're in the stadium wearing a shirt that shows your disapproval every single game, then that's a way to do it. Uh, if you want to join the boycott for the supporters group, that's a way to do it, right? If you have other ways of doing it, you want, want, want to buy an airplane and have it circle around that, that's a way to do it. As long as you're not physically hurting people, not as long as you're you know keeping it above board, voicing your frustration, you're doing it right in my book. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, somebody said, oh, you're against the boycott. I'm not against the boycott at all. Yeah. I think I understand a hundred percent why they're doing it. Um, yeah, that, I, I've kind of purposely, not purposely, but like probed and asked some questions kind of, and I don't know if that puts me in hot water or, or makes it seem like I'm against the boycott. I actually respect the heck out of the, the, the leaders for, for doing that because that's a hard thing to do. Super hard you know, the, to not show up to games when this is such a big part of your culture making the TIFOs, going, you know, jumping up and down for 90 minutes, holding, you know, you know, uh, fundraisers and all these different things. This is a lot of work and a lot of passion and a lot of love that goes into this. And to say, we're going to remove that part of our life, that that's, that's a big commitment. And that says a lot, the, the part that, then the point that you make that I think is valid. And again, I don't want this, I hope this doesn't come across the wrong way, but 
to that point, the, the, the you don't want the fans who running the club. And, you know, I think sometimes there, because of all the, you know, sweat equity that a lot of these supporters put in, they think, well, I, I do all this for the club that, you know, you know, my fandom is more important than your fandom. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I show up to the games and I yell for 90 minutes. So just because you sit and watch, you know, the players move around, my fandom is more important than yours. And it's, that's not necessarily how it works either yeah. is that, you know, one supporter isn't at a higher level than the other because of, you know, respect all the work and all the hard effort that goes into it. But at that same thing, like we can't be looking down or, or pushing, you know, pushing buttons of other people who are, or choosing to do it a different way. I don't think there's, there's not a correct way to fan, you know, every, there, there's a group for everyone and there are groups with different styles. And I think, you know, you know, I, I think that needs to be respected as well. And I think at first when the statement came out, I was, I'm not going to say I was disappointed with like the forgiving language, like change needed at the highest level or people could choose to attend the games. I almost felt like it can go the other direction, like name names. And I appreciate Andrew when he came on, they said, we want Chris Klein and Jovan Cross. They, that they right. said their demands and that, that wasn't necessarily in the statement, but that's that, that position was made clear to the front office. So, and the same thing with the boycott, it's if, if you don't want to boycott, then we're not, the group for you. I think that's a line in the sand that they can't draw. I understand that you have to, that's not going to please everyone. You kind of have to, I'm, I'm Mr. Both sides. You have to play on both sides because you can't alienate someone, but I wouldn't be opposed to that because that does, you, you can use harsher link. That really dictates the point that you want to make is this is how serious, this is what it means to us that we, you know, if you, if you're not with standing with us on this, then, then we don't want you standing with us moving forward. And so that's, it's, I don't know. It's tough. That, I know. That, I'm not, am it's I not easy. I, I don't. I don't think I'm bashing the groups there. I it's just. I, I, it, it, there's. It's. It's so disappointing and frustrating that it's gotten to this point. I think having an honest conversation about it is fine. I mean, you know, all yeah. the stuff. I thought Andrew was was, and uh, I really respect the heck out of Andrew. So I mean, you know, if you're looking at me as as somebody, I I've told you. I think I told everybody before he came on. Um, that he's been around and, and he knows that I, I just, I have a respect for his, his, his history and how much he's put into things. But Andrew was very clear and sort of the whole, you know, we're not going to sit there. It's not, not like you're crossing a picket line. We're not going to sit there and beat you up. You know, the whole deal. It's like, we'd like you to join us because we think that, you know, having more people and more voices together is, is a good thing. And if you don't, and that's, that's fine. Go ahead and, and yeah. do your thing. I think I like that tactic um with, yeah. with sort of how it is so yeah and that's why I, I wasn't critiquing it it was just one of those things like i felt like that could have been an opportunity to do that but i totally understand and i think it is the more <laughs> not not that it's politically but it's like the the right political move that you're not you're not alienating anyone you're not pushing anyone out it, that's the right i, I the, the the club the groups made the right move by doing that now that being said um, he super mentioned a point, like when I mentioned about Zlatan is that, you know, that sold out games that, that got people to show up. And yep. if there, if people are showing up to games, then it's not going to matter. My, my brother made a, a great point. And I want to shout him out here is he, he's a USC grad and ha we've had USC, f uh, season football, USC football season tickets. And there was a, a large point there when they had Clay Helton as their coach. And, and trust me, this is related to, to the LA galaxy. Um, he was just a mediocre coach and they were coming off of the sanctions and they just wanted someone to not, you know, you know, raise, raise concern and not do anything that's against the rules and just kind of keep the program. And if they weren't winning games, that's great. Just, you would just want to be somewhat relevant. Well, post COVID, you know, the call, they look at the Coliseum and, you know, they're now getting 30,000 people when a bad day for USC was, you know, maybe 60,000, maybe 50,000, but you could pack that place to, 
75, 80, sometimes, you know, I've been to games where it's 90K there. And when they saw that there's no nobody in the stands, they're not relevant anymore. They lost that. Then they went out and they got it. They got a, a, a all-star head coach, a five-star to bring in the recruits, to make the program, you know, bring it to relevance again. And I think the the boycott can absolutely make that sin. When you look and you see empty stands and you, people are not showing up, people are not buying tickets, that that's people are going to feel that. People are going to take notice. And for the casual fans who are not in the supporters group, they're going to say, hey, where's Where's the groups that are here? If you're if you're not super into it, you just kind of have your tickets as entertainment. Where's the groups that are that are playing the drums? Where's the groups that that are always up here and getting hiked? You know, where is it? And then that's going to cause more concern. And then maybe they join in on the boycott because I think that it does make a stand and it, it is effective. So that's not to say that the boycott is not effective, and that Agreed. you know when you say oh the players shouldn't be making decisions, but boycotts like this can be effective and they can Absolutely. get be, be what you need to get the point across. And so. From from that perspective, I totally respect it because that they are gonna, that, you know, it is gonna be noticeable. And, right. and the one of the things that we heard, you know, secondhand from the meetings, is that you know, ticket sales were something that were applauded, and and uh, you know, sponsorships and all those things. The thing that rubs me there is we have eyes also. You know, I've I've seen Galaxy games. I've watched them on TV. I've been there in person. The the place is packed. You right. know, there there are games that were sold out. But, you know, it's, an, it's not like the Galaxy was selling out every single weekend that every Wednesday was filled. You know, I, are, are, okay, ticket sales, are they better? I, it, I was there circa 2011, 2012, you know, 2013. That place was buzzing every single week, every single game. It, it's it's definitely, it, it's a different era now, but it's definitely not that. You know, so to say, to say you know, sales are higher than they've ever been, or the, but the you look at the butts and seats, you look at the atmosphere, yeah. it's not the same. It, the, no. They are not, they're not at that level no, that it's worth renewing someone. No, but I also say that that's certainly built as the team played better towards the end of the year, right? Of when you go to the yeah. playoff game and that place, it's backed, right? Like the whole deal. So, I mean, there's, listen, you can two sides this thing to death. And, you know, we have for, for a lot of this, um, <laughs> you know, I just, it, it's, it's going to continue and we're going to have to watch it. And that's all there is to it. Um, I want to get to, uh, Gary gave us a $10 super chat. So we push that, uh, $10 super chat from Flipman. uh, props to Damien for stopping by and props to the COG for doing what they do. Love y'all. Thank you. Same back to you. We appreciate that. Um, listen, we're going to continue to talk about this. Uh, you know, one of the reasons we're independent, one of the reasons that, <laughs> that I have never sold this to anybody, even though we've been asked and done a whole bunch of things is because I enjoyed the independence of it. We're allowed to talk about what we want to talk about. Nobody's going to tell us not to talk about things. Um, and so we will continue to do that. And, you know, hey, we'll all live with the consequences, I guess. Uh, you know, there's real world consequences for everything. So that's life. Um, I want to get to I don't think uh, I don't think I'm going to get a pickleball set. No, now that I, now you, I don't think I'm going to get a pickleball set after after that. All that you can have mine. I'll give you mine. All right. That's fine. That's not a problem. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk quickly about Jalen Neal uh, making his U.S. men's national team debut, uh, and then obviously you had uh, Dayan Jovalich on the Serbia side. By the way, uh, this picture that they put with yeah, Dayan playing plus. chess, just <laughs> such a home run. That's the whatever this is, whatever style this is, I'm all in. It looks like a like almost like a fashion magazine, right? Like just the way that they I don't know where they went to shoot this. I don't did they just put like paint people's faces on a thing that has already do I not know this? Is this like was, an iconic are, thing? Are you pulling our leg here? I don't you, know. I don't know. I don't this know. This is from a Louis Vuitton ad with Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. See, I came out. See, one. You really didn't know that. I would never see that. Why would I ever see that? (laughs) Do either of those guys play on the LA Galaxy? (laughs) But that's what makes it even better. That that's why this is funny. That's why this is an A plus. Is because they took the Messi Ronaldo 
you know, chess match and then they, they, and, they redid it. Yep. They recreated it. Okay. So Good. it makes that, sense. That's why that's wow. You really didn't. I know don't, that. I have, I know nothing really in the grand scheme of thing. And I think people are starting to realize that about me. I know nothing. Uh, I try really hard. Uh, I can gather information, but if like, that's a world that is not mine. I've never paid attention to anything basically outside the LA galaxy. You know why? Cause there's so much to pay attention to with the LA galaxy. I haven't had time to look outside. Uh, for some of those things. So that's my that's my little little dungeon that I live in. So so thank yeah, you. I but, appreciate that. But it that. does fit perfect with the chess master day on and, and everything that goes on. But yeah, let's talk about them. They had, you know, I feel like, you know, Jalen had a great showing and then Dayon, yeah. you know, getting the start and, and being in the mix. Yeah. So and, I, and I, thought, I thought we saw good things. Dayon wearing the captain's armband at one time too. So um, Dayon got that the start. I, you know, Overall, Jalen Neal's going to get knocked because there was two pretty big mistakes. Um, one of them led to a goal. One of them didn't. Um, but there were two big mistakes. He's going to get penalized for that, especially as a defender. They love to penalize defenders. Like whenever you look at ratings and everything else for, for a mistake on a goal, as they should. It's a big deal and it happens. Jalen is going to make mistakes. This showing was wonderful. It was perfect. It was yeah. probably exactly really what you wanted for him. Um, he got tested. Uh, you know, these are not full strength, a squads on either side. Most of these guys had never played together before. Uh, Jalen's playing in a position next to somebody he's never played, played with Walker Zimmerman. I think he played with Aaron long next to him for a little bit. He's never played with those guys before. He doesn't, you know, this is all so new for him. I think he had 101 passes in the game, played 90 minutes. That's what you want for Jalen Neal. There are going to be people who want to make it more than it was too. And I don't want it was, it it was a camp cupcake call up. Now, Jalen Neal's a very promising young defender. Uh, he's 19 years old. There is still so much time for him to develop into a quality center back. You want to see him getting time. You want to see him get putting things in. But Jalen did exactly what he was supposed to do in this. And I think everybody should be stoked and excited for him. That's like bottom line is like that's huge uh, yeah. for confidence and everything else, because Greg Vanny already called him out, said he's going to play a role on this team. He's going to be tested in the preseason. He's going to have these chances to make his impact on the first team. This is part of that and letting him know right now that he can compete on that stage. I, I love that for, for Jalen Neal because I think sky's the limit. I mean, you know, it really is because we always talk, Eric, we talk about the galaxy and how they don't necessarily allow offensive players to ever make really a, a dent on the first team. Who makes the biggest dent for the LA Galaxy coming out of the development academy? It's defenders, yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. This is the, this is the guy. Yeah. Go, going back to what I said about like passing the eyeball test, that to me, when he got those preseason looks last year, uh, was it last year or two years ago? I think last year. Um, that's that's he looked so calm on the ball, and he, you know, always you know, with with all the chaos and being a young player and in that environment that you can see that rattle and, and, and shake players, you know, who, who have more experience, but he always looks like he has it under control. And to me, that's the part that I take away. The eyeball test of it is, yeah, of course, you know, you're going to make mistakes. Those things are going to happen, you know, but on a field with Walker Zimmerman and Aaron long, there were moments where Jalen Neal was the best center back on the field. And so, you know, I think the first half, you know, looked like, you know, it, it was all roses for Jalen's like, man, that, you know, Jalen really does not look out of place. It's really, you know, fantastic there. So it's one of those things that's, it, it was super impressive to see, you know, the, the calm and to see the growth that he's going to be able to get from that. Cause you're right, you know, he's getting, uh, you know, put in higher pressure situations, you know, for the, the national team than he has been in his club yet. <laughs> so it's just one of those things, but Greg kind of teased it that, you know, he's probably going to get those, those pushes this season. And, and you saw, 
you know, you saw on display what he's going to be able to bring. Now, the the positives that is you pair him with, you know, Sega Koulibaly and and uh, Martin Caceres, then you're gonna, okay. Now we're gonna he's gonna get that experience on top of it being paired with one of those those guys. I think that's that's something to be impressive that yeah. that we can look forward to. Now let's go to the flip side because you have Dayan Jovalich. Uh I am I am really starting to believe Eric that that Dayan Jovalich is about to have his season with the LA Galaxy. And people go, well, how could that possibly be? Because Greg's not going to play two forwards. I, for the life of me, cannot see how Chicharito stays on the field as much as he he did last year mm-hmm. and with all the competitions as well. Dayan Jovalich is going to get his chances. This is it. You everybody who wanted Dayan to come in, I have a feeling this really is it. I could see. 18 to 2,000 minutes for somebody like Dayan Jovalich this year. And that could be huge for his development. He is such a confident player. Watching him play in this game, again, his confidence just, it exudes, it pull, it pumps out of him. You can see how he played. Again, 90-minute performance, he had a very good rating whenever you look at uh, Fought Mob and, and sort of where he was at a 7.2. It's excellent, um, you know, from that you look at the other side with with Jalen Neal and and how that went down, and you're like, okay, a six. Again, you're going to get penalized heavily for giving up a goal in the situation that he did. So, I mean, Jalen Neal probably lost one and a half to two points, it feels like, probably just in that one movement. Um, so, all, all together, you look at those two guys, you're talking about guys who have confidence going into the preseason, who got the training, they got to play some you know international games and do that. And with Jalen Neely, gets another chance at Dignity Health Sports Park on a, on a Saturday. Uh, the LA Galaxy, by the way, I, I look back. The calendar at one point had the Charlotte game on a Friday, the 27th. It is now on Saturday. So they're playing the game, the Charlotte game uh, against the uh, against the L.A. Galaxy. That preseason game is happening on Saturday. It looks like same day as the U.S. men's national team. Uh, they're hosting uh, Columbia, I believe, uh, at Dignity Hill Sports Park, where there are 24,000 tickets already sold. Uh, I have to imagine it's all the Jalen Neal fans and certainly not the Colombians <laughs> who are going to make Dignity Hill Sports Park their second home. Um so that's the other part of it is, you know, L.A. being what it is. I think any any country you play against, you're going to, you know, get get a, a heavy draw from another country, yeah. but especially, you know, a Central or South American uh, draw probably more than Serbia. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a bigger turnout. There were twelve. there were 12 people at that game on yeah. Wednesday night. So, um, yeah, I can certainly see uh, I can certainly see a, a bigger turnout. And like I said, they said twenty four thousand tickets already sold, yeah. which is almost a sellout for just the, yeah. the regular seats. Twenty five uh, six right in there for 625 or something like that. I have my chart somewhere I can pull it back out. So that was that. But it wouldn't be a day on sighting without a day on saying. Uh, and Total Galaxy captured this. Andy Diosa, who's an excellent reporter, was talking to uh, the Serbian head coach on Dejan Jovalich, and uh, the Serbian coach says he's the future of the Galaxy and the Serbian national team. High praise, certainly, from the Serbian coach. Uh, and then he asked Dejan how bad he wanted to score again in this stadium. Dejan being Dejan, and he can never be more Dejan than he can. It's like Max Dejan. This is him, right? This is Jovalic at his, at his best. Uh, he smiled. Uh, to Andy Yoso and said this season, like I usually do, right? Like he's, he's like, I'm come. Don't worry. I'm going to be here. I'm going to score plenty of goals. <laughs> just like I always do. I own this place. I own, I own them. Like it was just, it's the perfect sort of Yovelich ending to, uh, to that. So, uh, I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. What'd you, what'd you think of Yovelich? I, I thought he, he displayed everything that's made him a fan favorite in LA galaxy land. He has that, that hunger and that edge of just wanting it. Uh, you know, I, I really wanted to see him get a goal, you know, even though I'm a, an American and, and rooting for the for the USA. Um, but but he, he just displayed that. And sometimes it 
it almost works against him. He almost gets himself hyped up so much that it takes him out of the game. Right. But you don't want that to leave him because that's what that's what makes him good and that's what makes him makes you root for him is he has that like I'm going to score I'm I'm going to get after it give me the ball give me dang the the dang ball and I'm going to put it in the back of the net and then I'm going to point to my watch and I'm going to put you know you know pound my chest and I'm going to point to the name of the back of my jersey and let you know who I am cuz he's just someone who's really eager to prove himself and you know I hope he gets the the spotlight uh, you know, hope <laughs> while while simultaneously hoping nothing you know bad happens to Chicharito. You want him to stay as healthy as possible, but you you want to see that kid shine. And he, he everything that has made made the Galaxy fans root for him in this past season, um, you, you saw that on display in this game. Like you you saw that hunger, you saw that passion, and then of course the quotes after the game. You know, it's he, someone mentioned. You know, it's hard it's hard not to love him. I think you know Alexander mentioned it. It's hard not to love him, and that's true. You you watch him play, and it's like man. I like this guy. I want, I want to see them succeed. There's there's a lot of you know players that win, win the hearts and minds of, of LA Galaxy fans, and he's one of them for sure. Uh, I'll close this with with Dayon, um, just in terms of uh, you know what he does. If you don't think that Greg Vanny isn't like you just talked about him being so motivated and like he always has the chip on the shoulder, he always wants the ball. And he always, if you don't think Greg Vanny is constantly pushing those buttons, yeah, then. <laughs> Then you're not here. You you need to be playing checkers because chess is being played right now. Dayon understands it as well. He knows what to do. This is not a guy who like you say, Dayon, I'm going to need you to come off the bench. He's not a guy who's like, well, then I'm not going to play. You know, no, no, no. Dayon's like, I am very angry. I don't like you. I don't like your family, but I will go out there and I will <laughs> score. You know, and that's I. It, unfortunately, that's such a characterization. But like with him, it's like that simple. Like I. I don't care what you tell me. If you give me one minute, I'll score a goal. I do not care. Um, and I want to start every single game. As a matter of fact, I want to play 90 minutes. And if we go 120 minutes, I want to play 120 minutes. And if you're going to, if after we're done playing 120 minutes, if you want to go run around for 60 minutes, I'm going to be there doing that too. Um, so he's really exciting and he very well could be the future of the LA galaxy. So it, Again, I feel like this is his season. I know lots of people are going to sit there and criticize Vanny. And hey, I certainly thought that Chicharito would not be playing 2,800 minutes as like he did last year. Um, but I could see Dayon playing a lot of minutes um, coming up. So, hey, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, can you play winger? I don't know. We need wingers. I mean, that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what I heard. That's what people are telling me. Uh, $5 super chat from Tito. Hey, fellas, my son and I are looking forward to the first preseason game next week. Will there not be many any people in the supporter group sections? The boycott has started. It They have, you know, Andrew was on the show and said that they would not show up to preseason games. If there are people there, there are people who are either abiding by the boycott and not abiding by the boycott. So there may be people there. I can't tell you how many people. I don't know how effective it's going to be. You know, I should be able to be there to, to sort of see that for my own eyes and we can talk about that afterwards. Um, but yeah, as of right now, for the supporters groups, they say that they're not showing up. And so we'll see whether or not that's from the leadership. And that's not a directive to all the supporters in that supporter group. They get to choose to do whatever they want. So we'll see. Yeah, I think you might see some bodies there. But I think the biggest thing that the they've mentioned is the, the drums, the flags that will not be present. And that's obviously if you if you've been to games and, and watched them do their thing, that's a huge part of what they do. So if if you just see it, uh, you know, with a few people in there, like they're sitting in any other section in the stadium that you may see that. But as far as bringing the atmosphere that they normally bring, that will not be there. All right. Uh, let's close it up. Uh, the one rumor that we had talked about a little bit earlier on Monday, uh, Carl Toko Kambi, uh, his loan deal to uh, Rene, Renault, 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 Renault,
Renew. <laughs> I don't know. With French, I feel like they just get lazy and they don't say the rest of the name, and that's how you print. That's how you do French. Um, uh, but anyway, his that 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 loan deal is now complete. He's not coming to the LA Galaxy. So that was the one rumor we talked about. Good job, everybody. Uh, scared him. Scared him right out of it. And now he's uh, he's staying in France. He's going on loan. Uh, interesting. Would I, it would have been I think a, a, a an interesting fit. Um, but Fabrizio Romano tells you the truth. Fabrizio. Um, I did the hand gesture because you're supposed to. Here we go. Yes, okay. here we go. Fabrizio had, had it on that, so that's that. Um, real quick, looking at the roster, I have the LA Galaxy at 24 players. That's six players short of a full roster. Remember, spots 29 and 30 are occupied by homegrown players as well. Uh, Damien talked about it. Two two major sort of acquisitions and then probably some, some backup and some depth pieces in there as well. You're looking at probably two to four signings, um, and that probably gets it done. Uh, but that's where the LA Galaxy sit right now. 24 and 7 of 8 international slots. It's been a long time since the LA Galaxy have been under on international slots. Um, they currently are. They have 8 available to them. They have 7 filled. We'd imagine that at least one of the big transfers that's coming in is going to be an international slot, which would take them to 8 of 8. Um, and then you'd have to either look at domestic or you'd have to look at purchasing international slots as well. Yeah, I, I don't think uh, Sega Kulabali makes that move out of the kindness of his heart or, or without being nudged in that direction because of other plans. So I would imagine those international slots are going to get filled. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly seems that way. Um, and so that is your roster as of right now. Although we should point out Eric Zabaleta, not on this roster right now because they haven't officially put him on, but Greg Vanny has already mentioned him as center back depth. Likely he will be there. So now that puts you at 25 with five spots left. Um, so pay attention to that final thing. And just a little bit, the LA galaxy launched their birthday club. This is something I, I've heard the LA Kings have been doing, uh, in the past. And basically you sign up, you tell them when your birthday is, um, and they'll give you two complimentary tickets. Uh, there's a whole bunch of restrictions or a whole bunch of timeframes, all sorts of things that you have to abide by. And then there's also a discount on additional tickets as well. So if you are interested in that, you can go and sign up with the LA galaxy birthday club. All right, Eric. Are we good? I don't want to. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you want to sign up for the birthday club? So, you know, I, I'm not. Birthdays. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, good I, I get in. Right. As but, of right now, I get in. We'll see what. Maybe I'll Maybe I'll have to. We keep talking about the boycott. <laughs> maybe I'll have to sign up for some birthday club stuff. So, but I will say that that's the type of move that sometimes will get made fun of, like people doing everything, you know, to get butts and seats. But th- this, this is a way to get people in, in the stadium. And uh, I just always go back to that, like, uh, you know, bring AYSO teams or youth club teams to come watch games, giving away tickets there. How many people have we heard that their first experience and why they're LA Galaxy fans is because they came with a team and do that. So, you know, if you got free tickets for your birthday and you went to someone's birthday party and that was what got you in the door to, to joining the LA Galaxy family, I, I'm not opposed to, to moves like that and making things like that happen. All right. Um, yeah, that's it. I don't want to, I don't want to belabor any of these points. I think we are good. <laughs> I big shout out to Damien for coming on and at least giving yeah. us that, that good info. So you are now up to date as much as possible with, uh, where the LA galaxy sit and, you know, Greg Vanny expecting to make some moves and you know, yeah, because there's times running out. So yeah, we expect that. Um, but things are in the works, things are moving. So we should get to finally see some of these things, uh, going. So, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the there is the possibility and at least i heard about this a little bit and so it's not 100 percent sure but there is a possibility that some of these preseason games could be streamed um certainly the ones out at uh coachella have the ability to be streamed and i would imagine being the la galaxy and ag are sort of the hosts um that they will have their games streamed on there so you there's a good chance that you'll be able to watch those preseason games from there um and the whole idea is to make that a, a media hub uh yeah right I know, I know you're sharing that because you probably have some information that that's going to be an option. But where my brain goes is, 
yeah, they have, you have the ability to stream it there, but because it's the LA Galaxy, you probably won't see any games. My my brain was going the opposite direction. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm just telling you what what the the rumor was um, yeah. at least a week ago. Who knows if that's it uh, looks likely. That's still I know people correct. in the chat are ask, are asking, is it going to be available? So it looks it looks likely for for at least the Coachella games. I don't know about there's, the other ones. Yeah, there's a possibility that those will be. So you have the February 4th game coming up that's at Dignity Hill Sports Park, um, and then you have the Coachella games that are played, and then you have the final um, LA Galaxy preseason game before the season starts um so all that stuff has the possibility of being streamed um certainly the the coachella ones seem like more than likely um they could be not finalized still the thing i like to give you guys rumors if you if it doesn't happen then you guys can always know and you can say well at least i knew that they were trying um and so you know if it didn't happen uh, i feel like our listeners can handle the um the disappointment of not getting, you know, like I don't tell my son that we're taking him to Disneyland soon because what if it rains that day? And do you want to deal with a three-year-old who didn't get to go to Disneyland because it's raining or something like that? I don't want to deal with that. You don't want to deal with that. Nobody wants to deal with that. He's, he's in the mood right now, Eric, anyway, where he tells me, I go, I go, I love you, Jakey. He goes, I only love mama. And I'm like, Oh, okay, good. That's good. And my wife goes, he's three relax. I'm like, yeah, he's not saying it to you. He's saying it to me. So yeah, just relax. Just let it go. You know, the whole deal. So he's, he's dug in right now. It's, it's, yeah, fine. We, it's fine. We've got pretty strict lines in this house. We got boys, girl, boys team versus girls team. Yeah. My, it's, it's a pretty hard line in the sand here in this, in the hammer house. I, I am, I am, I, I should be fine. Really. I should be fine. Eventually I will be fine. I will say as a, come around. as a, as a side note, we were playing catch this today just before we went to bed. I was teaching him how to play catch because he's three and he's still sort of learning that stuff. So I'm, I'm pretty, I was pretty jazzed about that. So he was, those, he was catching all the difference. He, all those little, right? those little moments. He was catching. He was throwing difference. it back. He was catching. He was throwing it back. He would drop it. He'd pick it up, be disappointed that he dropped it, which is my favorite thing. He'd catch it, want to do it again. So, uh, and he cried whenever we stopped. So there you go. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Will says Josh for the boycott. No pupusas. I'm not allowed to have pupusas. Who said nobody said anything? You got to stand strong. I, you got, you got it. That's, that's the rules. I'm going to buy pupusas before I go. That's what I'm going to do. All right, good. I'm glad we figured that out. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm done. If you're done, Eric, you good? I'm good. I'm right. good. It's, it's a trying time for galaxy fans right now. So yeah. let's get out of here. All right. Tell people where they can find you. Let's go. All right, friendly reminder that I am now Hammer EV9 on everything. So Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, that's Hammer EV and the number nine. All right, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman. Head on over to uh, at Galaxy Podcast for the podcast stuff. Cornerofthegalaxy.com is where you can find all of our shows, all that fun stuff. We'll be back next week. Maybe we'll have some updates. Certainly we'll get to check on some, on, on Mr. Kevin Baxter and see, uh, make sure he's still doing well um, on, by next Monday. So we'll have some more information and updates for you. As it goes along, preseason game coming up for the LA Galaxy on Saturday against Charlotte. Uh, I would imagine check the socials uh, for any of those updates. All right, for Eric, the Portuguese hammer beer, I'm Josh Pato Guessman. You've been listening. You've been watching to our little Corner of the Galaxy. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. Fans, we thank you for listening, and we ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.